So now we're going to go into the word, and I have the privilege of introducing someone who I consider a role model and like a big sister. Literally, you know when the Bible says to have a gentle and quiet spirit? Not so much about you being vocally quiet, but to have a meekness about you. Anytime I think of this woman, this is what I think of. So I'd like to invite Temi to come up. so much you guys are great isn't Ike doing a great job can we give a hand for Ike <laughs> praise God I just want you guys to stand for a minute I want you to find someone and I want you to tell them one thing about yourself that you like is that cool say it with boldness tell them what you like about yourself don't allow them to not say anything there has to be at least one thing that they like about themselves <laughs> So basically, I am um, going to be speaking on our series, which is titled My Toolkit. And basically, a toolkit is just um, a bag or a box um, of tools or personal resources that are used for a particular purpose. Um, and the basis of our series comes from Philippians 2, 1 to 5. Um, and I'll just read it. It says, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourselves. Don't look out for only your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ had. So here Paul is just talking to a group of believers and he's basically just trying to encourage them to have um, an attitude like Christ have and to just show qualities and characteristics that reflect who Jesus is. Um, so what I'm going to be talking about today is the gift of encouragement. Can you guys say that with me? The gift of encouragement? Let's say it again a bit louder. Perfect, great. So when I was um, just doing some research, trying to find out a bit more about what encouragement like means, um, I found the Greek word for it. So the Greek word is called paraklesis. Um, and it's interesting because the Greek word for the Holy Spirit is parakletos. So they're very similar. So when you split those two words, you have the prefix, the first part of the word, which is para. And that just means alongside or beside, so like parallel. And then if you look at the second part of the word, klesis or kletos, it means to call. So a calling to invite someone into something. So this is what encouragement is. It's a voice of suppo support, hope, and confidence that involves coming alongside someone, but also cheering them on and calling out destiny in them. And as I was thinking of that, of this, I was just thinking about um, athletes and I was thinking about sports. And I'm not a big sports fan, um, but I love Wimbledon, so I can't play tennis, but whenever Wimbledon comes on in the summer, like, I'm there, I love it. And if you look at the, the role of a coach, what they do is when they're training, they have to train with, their, with the athlete, with the trainer. They're, they're playing alongside them. But when it, the time comes for a tournament, they can't be there on the court with them, but they do have a role of cheering that person on from the stand. And the beautiful thing that we get to do is we actually get to partner with the Holy Spirit and be a trainer for people, but also be someone that will cheer people on 
encouraging people even before they finish the game and finish the race. So the thing is, is we all have different abilities and characters, so the way that we encourage is going to look different. There isn't just one right way to do it. So if we look at the word, we're going to look at a guy called Barnabas. So if you guys want to turn to Acts 4, verse 32 to 37. You can say encouragement when you're there. Oh, wow, you guys are quick. <laughs> Acts 4, 32 to 37. Great, I'll start reading. It says, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of these things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Amen. So I love this story. This story basically just gives us a picture of what the early church looked like. So these people knew how to do church. They knew how to do communities. They saw each other as sisters and brothers in Christ and sold what they had, gave what they had. And if anybody had a need, then they would use out of that and give to each other. But I want to look at the life of Barnabas. So his name was actually Joseph which um, in my translation says Joseph, but his actually birth name was Joseph. Um, but his friends, the apostles, nicknamed him Barnabas, and he's known as Barnabas throughout the rest of the Bible. So he's never then referred to as Joseph. And I wonder what people would nickname you based on your character characteristics. I wonder if they would look at you and say, yeah, that's a son of faith, or that's a daughter of... Um, joy, or whether they would say, no, that's a son of gossip, or that's a daughter of fear, God forbid. <laughs> and what was great is that although they were calling him the son of encouragement, they were actually encouraging him in doing that. And what we find, and we're going to look a bit more at his life, was that actually his calling in life was defined by the character that he was displaying. So everything that he went on to do was based around the fact that he had been blessed to be an encourager to others. You see, when we encourage people, the purpose or one of the purposes of it is to speak into people's destinies. It's not just about saying nice things to make them feel better. It's actually re revealing things about themselves that they might not have realized or noticed before. And this can really bring about transformation. So I remember when I was speaking to a friend of mine about preaching and um, I just didn't really like the idea of preaching. Like it, it just, I didn't feel like it was something that I was called to do or really had any desire to do. Um, and as we were speaking, she was saying, but no, tell me, when we, when we talk one-on-one, -on -one, um, I'm able to receive from you and I feel like it's something that you can do not just in a one-on-one -on -one setting, but in a group setting. And she, what she was doing there, she saw something in me that I didn't really see, I didn't really like the idea of, but she continued to um, bless me in that. She never forced me to do it, but she encouraged me in that. 
And some of us have that responsibility to look at the people around us, to see where they, what they do well, and to just call that out in them. So I encourage you to pay attention to those who are around you. you it doesn't have to be specific roles. You don't have to go up to people and say, you're going to be this or you're going to do that. But if there is something that they're doing that you see that they're doing well, then speak those words to them. I remember I was um, going for an interview and I had a junior role and I was going for a senior role. Um, so my role was going to involve me leading a team. For those of you that might be applying for jobs soon, one of the questions that they asked me is, how would you motivate your team? And I was like, oh, okay, that's heavy. Um, and then one of the things that came to mind, I said to them, well, what I would do is I would look at the members of that team, find out what they're interested in, and then try and create opportunities or look for opportunities for them to grow and develop in that. That's encouragement, basically. That's calling out destiny in people. So if we look further into Barnabas's life, if we go to Acts 9, verse 26, you can say encouragement when you're there. Anybody else? Cool, great. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so it says, and when Saul had come to Jerusalem... He tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles, and he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So he was with them at Jerusalem coming in and going out, and he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Hellenist, but they attempted to kill him. When the brethren found out, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him out to Tarsus. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee and Samaria had peace and they were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. So here what's happened is we have Saul who we know more as Paul and he wrote a lot of the um, sort of books in the New Testament and he was a terrorist he persecuted Christians that's what he did um, but he has an encounter and that changes him and he's converted but as you can imagine the apostles are not hearing any of it they're not believing his testimony they they just can't believe that someone's life could have changed that much and then here again you have Barnabas who doesn't base his beliefs on past experiences but actually sees God's perspective and encourages the believers to believe Saul's testimony. And it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to look at people and to see what they've done before or to see the things that they don't do well. And actually, we have a responsibility to see people how God sees them. And what I believe has happened here is with Barnabas, he knows what it feels like to be encouraged. So he's able to replicate that when it comes to Saul. And um, there's a verse in 1 Samuel that talks about David, and it says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I love that because sometimes we're waiting for people to encourage us, and yet we should know who we are by reading the word of God. And sometimes we need to encourage ourselves and build ourselves up and not necessarily wait for someone to come to us and encourage us before we encourage others. So we're going to go a bit further and just look at a bit um, more at Barnabas's life. 
So you can turn to Acts 11, verse 19. Okay, it says, now those who were scattered after the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but the Jews only. But some of them were men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who when they had come to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord the news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them, all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. Then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. So what we have here is that Barnabas gets called to a place of persecution. So we have Stephen, a follower of Christ, who basically he got stoned for his faith. He got stoned for his belief. So as you can imagine, the whole environment is is tense and the believers are in a position where they're trying to build each other's faith. So of course, they call the son of encouragement, Barnabas, to come and to be around the people of God to bring encouragement. And what I see here is that actually his presence can change or his presence changed the present situation that they were in. Because he was full of the spirit, a good man and of faith, he was able to carry that presence of God and encourage the believers. And I wonder, do you believe that you carry the presence of God? Do you believe that you can step into a situation, step into an environment, and just your presence brings encouragement? Your presence can bring the glory of God. Does anyone believe that? Yeah, are you sure? It's true. It's true. We are full of the Spirit of God. If we're believers, the Spirit of God is in us so that we can carry the glory of Jesus Christ. And one of the things that I heard um, over this weekend at the Randy Clark um, conference is he was just telling us about this idea of actually when we spend time with someone we become more like them if we spend more time in the presence of God here together but even by yourselves you become more like Jesus so when you walk into a room when you walk into uni when you walk into your workplace when you're with your family you embody the glory and the presence of Jesus and that alone can bring encouragement sometimes you don't even have to say anything and the atmosphere will change. And the thing with encouragement, especially with words, like I was saying earlier, it's so easy to just say a few nice things. Like, oh, you know, hang on in there or get better. But that's just temporary. What brings transformation is when we actually speak the word of God, when we actually speak truth. Verse 24 of Acts 11 says that, sorry, verse 26 says, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they, they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. We're known as Christians today because of the work that they did, because of the encouragement that Barnabas brought to that area in order for Jesus to be revealed, in order for people to be saved. That's the purpose of encouragement. 
So don't be content in just making someone feel better. Pray that God will allow you to encourage people that their hearts might be changed, that they might know who Jesus is through you. Amen. So those three things, we have words of encouragement. So use your words and use your presence and ask that the purpose of God for those who are around you would bless them and encourage them and bring transformation. Amen. I'm going to call Ike back up. Um, We're going to pray. I feel like there are some people who maybe feel like they just haven't been encouraged in life, who maybe have struggled and felt alone and felt like actually it's hard to encourage people when, when no one encourages me. And I want some of us to just pray for those group of people. So if everyone likes to stand... And then I feel like there's another group of people who actually feel like what I was saying about the presence of God is important, that actually you want to get to a place where you carry the presence of God and you want to develop your intimate time with God. You want to develop your personal relationship with God, just not for yourself, but for others. So we'll have another group of people that we can pray for. Is that okay? Cool. So if there is um, people who feel like they just haven't been encouraged and they want prayer for that, if you come to this side. And then if there's people that want to just feel the presence of God more so that they can reflect who Jesus is and build God's kingdom, come to this side. Okay, was there anything else that you felt people might want prayer for? Yeah, I think just a general feeling of so, for example, you're, you're waiting on God for something, but you've kind of lost faith in it. So if, you, if that relates to you, then feel free to step forward and we'll pray for you. Great. So if I can have the leaders or any cruise leaders to come up to start praying. And I'll just invite the worship team up as well as we pray. Thank you. 